0: Thanks for joining us on episode 1161 of the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. I'm Brian Russell. I challenge you to
1: invest in yourself, invest in others, develop your influence, and impact the world by using your time, your talents, and your treasure to live out your calling. Live by faith, be known by love, and be a voice of hope. Those are the keys and one way to fuel those that kind of life is to listen to this the inspired stewardship podcast with my friend Scott Mater. I've developed a new mindset this year where every time I see another person I want to see a thousand people behind them of all the persons that person is going to touch with their life. And then And that's not to put pressure on myself, but it's a reminder that the way I encounter
0: and engage this other soul. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact the world. In today's interview with Brian Russell, I asked Brian about how a deep prayer practice can help us focus on serving others. I also asked Brian about how prayer can be a part of helping us focus on our calling and our mission. And Brian also shares how we can focus on serving others without becoming we-know-better types of servants. One reason I like to bring you great interviews like the one you're going to hear today is because of the power in learning from others. Another great way to learn from others is through reading books. But if you're like most people today, you find it hard to find the time to sit down and read. And that's why today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Go to inspiredstewardship.com to sign up and you can get a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from, and instead of reading, you can listen your way to learn from some of the greatest minds out there. That's inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to get your free trial and listen to great books the same way you're listening to this podcast. Thank you, Scott. It's so great to be here today. So last week, we, we talked a little bit about centering prayer and some of the other practices and a little bit about your journey. How can centering prayer and these sorts of spiritual disciplines help us become more in tune with the ways that we can serve others?
1: Yeah, I love that question. Uh, and the ultimate fruit of centering prayer is seeing yourself as God sees you which is a person loved by God. And that is a wonderful platform then to serve other people because just to simplify the Christian faith, uh, uh, the ethic is love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what practice like centering prayer does is it helps us to, again, to see ourselves as God sees us. And then we even have the ability then to love ourselves, even the parts that maybe we were ashamed of or feel guilty about. And as God's grace comes into our lives, unclogs that, that then allows us to really love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Because a lot of us, and there's this is no judgment on anyone, it's part of our growth, a lot of times we love other people out of a brokenness, and and again we are trying to love others, but sometimes our own junk kind of gets in the way. And centering prayer is one of those practices where God can come into our even our unconscious area and unclog us of old tapes of our fears, of our guilt, and of our shame, and so essentially frees us to love others uh, as Bernard is from. He's a medieval monk. He always talked about you want to serve other people as a reservoir, not as a canal. And what he means by that is a reservoir, the water that you serve other people with is coming over the brim whereas a canal in his days would have been more like a storm sewer. If you live in a big city, it was just whatever goes into the sewer after a storm just floods right through and it's gone. And so centering prayer puts you in a position where you are able to serve others out of an abundance of God's love. And so those loves love God, love neighbor, love self, they all kind of swirl together and help us then to authentically serve others out of, again, a place of love.
0: So I know for me, when I, go into some of the more meditative or silent prayer time and, and these sorts of experiences, I guess sometimes for me, it feels like I'm using it as more of an escape. It's the one time during the day that I get that moment of silence or that I feel connected. And, and sometimes it almost feels like I want to just, how can we use you know this practice to help us be more of a launch pad than an escape? Or, it, or is that even a problem? No, no,
1: I think that's it's
0: it, yeah. So, and sometimes
1: it, and again, let's just say sometimes it's okay to refuel, right? If you're running really, it, it's good that you can retreat. But the the key thing with spiritual practices is it's always a launch pad because God is fueling for mission. I was your question's perfect. I was I've been reading a book by Thomas Merton who was a, a famous Catholic. He, he was a meditator. He didn't call it centering prayer yet because he died before that name was actually coined. But he has a quote from a book called No Man in an Island, which I really love. He said, I cannot discover God and myself and him unless I have the courage to face myself exactly as I am with all my limitations and to accept others as they are with all their limitations. <clears throat> and, and what he's getting at is it, instead of seeing it as an escape, the fact that we allow God fully into our lives in the silence, it actually changes the way the other people and then serves as a fuel that you can go out and serve others because you've seen yourself and received God's unconditional acceptance. And it makes it easier than to go out and see that in other people and extend the same sort of loving service to them. And so, there's always a connection between the deepest spiritual practices and mission, uh, as long as we you know, don't lose that. It's never just about us. It's about loving God and loving others as we love ourselves.
0: So I think one of the areas that I work a lot with people in is finding their calling. Yeah. That's part of my tagline, part of what I talk about. And yet, that's one of those nebulous concepts that I think a lot of times, I know I've struggled with it. I think most people do. What advice do you have for folks that are are maybe struggling around that idea of calling and what it is and what it means to them and and how? Yeah, and I
1: think there's a couple things I would want to say. Sometimes that can be a calling if you have a, a real sense of purpose. Obviously, is it's like a superpower, and it, it's something that pulls you rather than just pushes you uh, or that you're running away from. You can run towards something. So it's a real blessing. People get, I think, it trapped, though, when they think of calling as a narrow pathway. Mm. And so at, at some level, I think it's important. And this isn't a cop-out answer. I'll try to make it more specific. It's always important to understand that as followers of Jesus, if we want to say talk specifically up to Christians here, love God, love neighbor as yourself is the calling. It's to live our lives as persons loved by God. And so, now that's pretty broad. And so, that what that does, though, is you can fit a lot of things into that broader calling. And then I think what you just essentially have to learn how to do is then look at your unique talents. The the Bible always talks about the gifts of the body. And we tend to, when the church glorifies, say, the pastor or different things, but every single person that's born, we're persons loved by God, and we have talents. Sometimes those get pushed out of us by the way we grow up or even by the school system. But it's like recognizing my job here is to love God and love others as myself. And I love others as myself when I take my unique talents and find a way to offer that in loving service to others. So that can be a lot of different modes. Like some people are really great at at serving. Some people make the world beautiful. Again, I was walking through my neighborhood the other day and the lawn landscapers are out there that our our homeowners association works through. And I just thank the guys like, thank you guys. They're all pulling weeds. (laughs) so i stopped and thanked them for making the the neighborhood beautiful and, and it was just funny they one of the, the two of the folks just spoke spanish and the one guy that could speak english told him in spanish what i said and they just got these huge smiles on their face and sometimes you don't think that's a calling but making the world beautiful is a calling everything that we can do is a calling so it's the point is tap into what you're good at that you can do essentially effortlessly and then try to find work that allows you to do that. Or if your job doesn't, obviously, you want to find hobbies that allow you to do that. And you can live out your calling without, again, it can sometimes it's quiet, sometimes it's more public, but that's some of the advice. Now, another piece that you could do to get at that would essentially be to ask something like, imagine, this is one of my coaching questions when we try to get a calling imagine yourself when you're thriving and at your very best. And that can be in anything, but imagine when you're at your very best, make a list of the words and adjectives that would describe that. Mm -hmm. And let's say, try to go for 20 words or whatever. But then once you do that, and I shouldn't give a a little coaching away yet, but if you just make a list And you want a lot of words. Then make yourself pick the five that seem to really resonate. And then I think you can find your calling out of figuring out where do you use those five values. Where do they show up most in your life? And that can be a really powerful way to at least move to it. Again, without saying it has to be one specific thing, because there's a lot of ways you can live out your call.
0: One of the things that that I think I've seen too, when we talk about service, that can be a danger or a little bit of a trap. And I've seen it, I will be honest, a lot in the Christian church, is taking this attitude of, you've mentioned several times, love God, love your neighbor as yourself. That means sometimes that we take the approach of, we know what's best for our neighbor. (laughs) A little paternalistic, a little superior, whatever phrase you want to do that. I, I live in a very rural, fairly low socioeconomic area. And... We've had that sometimes as a church where we've come in and, oh, we know what's best. No, we didn't. How can we use these practices to help us avoid that as a, a yeah. trap that we could fall into?
1: Yeah, the great, I, I love that. And that is one of the dangers because sometimes you even say, oh, you, you just go serve. You'll feel be- You'll feel really great about what you did. And I always think it's like you're supposed to try to serve the other folks. And yeah, the byproduct is you may you may enjoy it, but the danger is again, Uh, paternalism that happens Mm -hmm. consistently in mission trips and everything. I think the key trait that you want to develop when you're serving others or want to serve others is just a deep curiosity because you want to understand the others and not assume. So if you can just be super curious and be a great listener, one of my mentors, uh, Dr. Robert Tuttle, he has this great phrase that I just love. He always says, show up, pay attention. God has way more invested in this than you do. And and I love that because the the pay attention thing, that's where the spiritual practices can come in. The process of intentional journaling, centering prayer, sitting in silence, you learn to step back and you can see how distracted you are and you learn to surrender that to God by kind of, it's almost like power washing the inside of your head in a way. When you clean out all the cobwebs, when you encounter another soul, and that's what we're talking about now, we're encountering another soul, a person loved by God just as much as you are. You can be curious about the person and listen to see what they really need versus what you think they need. And one of the, the and this is a new mindset that I'm trying to develop. I've had a remarkable month, had some more, just literally the last three weeks has been profound, but I've developed a new mindset this year where, every time I see another person, I want to see a thousand people behind them of all the persons that person is going to touch with their life. And then, and that's not to put pressure on myself, but it's a reminder that the way I encounter and engage this other soul is going to have a ripple effect. Even if it's just how I treat them going through the grocery store line, I'm talking about the cashier or something, but let alone a person that I feel like the Lord's calling me to serve. I want to see that thousand to 10,000 people behind them that they're going to touch. And not as a way of putting pressure on, but as a reminder that how I show up and treat this person may have unknown implications for all eternity. And I I just love that. So, I'm just trying to see people as all the souls that they're going to serve too. And when you think about it that way, then it doesn't become paternalistic. Instead, it's more like you just extending God's love in the moment after being curious enough about the person to see what they really need, which may just be a smile.
0: You can follow Brian on Twitter as Brian D. Russell, or follow him on Instagram as your professor for life. He's also over on LinkedIn as Brian Russell PhD. You can also watch some videos that he's got on YouTube as deep dive spirituality with Dr. Brian Russell, that's D-R-Brian Russell, or the best place probably is over on his website, brianrussellphd.com. Of course, I'll have links to all of that as the sh- in the show notes as well. Brian, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listener?
1: Yeah, thank you for all the links and just encourage the listeners to... If you're interested in Centering Prayer, you can check out my book that's been out since the fall of 2021, Centering Prayer, Sitting Quietly in God's Presence Can Change Your Life. And if I can be of any service to you, you can check out all my free resources, or if you want to go a little deeper, just reach out to me. I'd love to
0: serve you. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures. Develop your influence and impact the world.